Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 8888352414. This is Learning with Leslie. another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to use checklists to increase your blogging productivity and save time. We're not just going to talk about how, I'm actually going to give you five checklists, at least five checklists. There are so many tasks that we need to get done if we're building an online business with a blog. There are daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks. It's really all about systemizing your business so that you can be as productive as possible. One of the ways to make sure that you get those things done and don't end up the way I ended up yesterday, and we'll talk about that later, is to have checklists. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right, all right. We are gearing up for the holidays. We just had our Thanksgiving last week. And, of course, now, you know, for me, I'm coming to the end of my school semester. I've taught my last class. Um, We're getting ready for final exams. And then next week, I'm heading down to St. Martin with my family. Uh, We're going to go there to be with my family in St. Martin and to just spend the holidays there. We're going to be there for three and a half weeks. So I am looking forward to that. This is the first um, episode that I've recorded in a little while where it's just me talking. So, you know, I'm just kind of updating you guys on everything that's happening. Um, Thanksgiving went really well. Spent some time with family up here. My wife has some cousins here. And we had Thanksgiving dinner together and all that fun stuff. And now we're just getting ready for the Christmas holidays. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't fully decided Um, what I'm doing in terms of the podcast over the holidays. I I think I'm still going to post episodes, um, but we'll see exactly how that goes. And I will let you know. I want to talk about checklists. And the reason I want to talk about checklists is because of something unhappy, something that, that, that I don't like, something bad that happened or unfortunate that happened yesterday. So as you know, I've been recording a number of interviews and last week, I recorded an interview with a couple. Um, they blog together. They have multiple blogs. They're doing it very successfully. And it was such a valuable episode. And that is what I was supposed to be posting today. Now, last night, I did an interview with someone else. And I'm leaving these names out because you're going to see when... Uh, you probably, you don't even know the names. But there are people that are out there that are doing things that I just love. The one from last night was an episode on Facebook. And in the middle of recording the interview, I looked down at my recorder and noticed that it had stopped. And the reason it stopped was because my SD card was out of space. 
So I had to go and delete some files off the SD card so I could continue the interview because this interview on Facebook and how to inc really increase engagement was, oh man, it was so awesome. It was so actionable, so much so that I decided I'm not posting it right now. I'm going to save that for January so we can start off the year on a high note. And I'm excited to post that. But I had to delete some files off my SD card. And in that process, I deleted the interview from last week. And when I went back to check on that interview so that I could post it for today, it was not there. And I, had, I realized what I had done. If I had a checklist in place, that would not have happened. And there have been a number of incidents, for example, where I would have someone that I'm interviewing and then I realize I'm not 100% set up. I don't have my iPad here um, to play the sounds or um, I don't have the level set and I'm getting ready to do the interview or like yesterday, I don't have enough space on my SD card and that could be you know, very unfortunate when you lose files as a result of that. Um, I was lucky that I actually glanced down at my recorder last night um, a few seconds after it stopped recording. But if I did not do that, we would have continued with the interview and had nothing recorded. <laughs> so setting up checklists, that's a really good way to make sure that you take care of the important things that you need to get taken care of. You need to have taken care of in your business. So I want to share with you some checklists that I've created. Um, most of them I actually j just created this morning because when that happened yesterday, it was a, a, a strong reminder that I needed to do something and I decided to do it this morning. Now, the idea is this. These are checklists, number one. They're just a first draft. They're, they're things that I come up with that I think I need to do on a regular basis. I have them organized in different categories. Um, I'm going to refine them as I move forward, but I figure I might as well ch share them with you so that you can see what I'm doing and then not necessarily do exactly what I'm doing, but maybe take some of what I'm doing and apply it to your specific blog, your specific business. Because if you're doing everything I'm doing, then you're doing something wrong. You need to see how this applies to what you're doing. You need to test it out. You need to test things out and then make modifications based on what you see is working in your business and what's not working in your business. All right. It's all about testing. So feel free to use them. Feel free to modify them um, or even feel free to use them exactly as they are and then figure out what works for you. But our businesses are different, hopefully, <laughs> and um, you can you can kind of use it as a springboard. So I have um, different categories that I'm going to be talking about where I've created these checklists. And the first category, because it's something that has been so recently painful, I'm going to talk about recording my podcast episodes. So I created a checklist for recording my podcast episode, and it goes like this. Number one. And of course, you can come back to the show notes and I'll have all these checklists there for you. Um, this is going to be, what is this going to be? Ah, you see, this is another thing that I need to add to my checklist is to figure out what episode number <laughs> it is. Oh, man. All right. So my last episode was 140. Uh, so this one is going to be episode 141. Um, so let me put that as the first thing on my checklist, um, decide on 
episode number or figure out episode number. Um, and you know why that's actually very important? Um, there have been a number of times where I've interviewed someone and, I'm, and I want to say this is going to be episode number blah, 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 but I don't know what it is. So I can't say it in a podcast episode and I realize that when it's too, too late. Um, because, of course, if this is episode number 141, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash episode 141. But I can't tell you that if I don't know it. And if you were to go back and listen to my podcast episodes in the past, you will notice that sometimes I'm able to say that, but sometimes I'm not. And the times I'm not is usually because I completely forgot about checking to see what episode number this was going is going to be. So first thing is figure out episode number. Second thing, I'm getting ready to do the podcast. Um, set up laptop and iPad. The laptop is what I use for my show notes. My iPad is what I use because I'm using this app called Boss Jock, and that allows me to do things eight, like this. Eight, 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 three, five, two, four, one, four. So it allows me to play the sounds and all that stuff that I need during the um, episode. So set that up. Number three, and this is the part that could have saved me a lot of heartache. Check my SD card space to make sure the check my SD card to make sure there's enough space. That is something I need to do before I hit record because I don't want it doing what it did yesterday and cutting off in the middle of the episode. So that's the next thing. Number four, uh, check volume levels. When I am recording my podcast episode, I use a digital recorder. And on that digital recorder, I am looking to see that the levels are between uh, 12 and, I mean, negative 12 and negative 6 dB. That is what I'm looking for. Now, that may not mean anything to you because you may not have the recorders that I have. But if you're using a computer program, you want to test your levels, make sure you're not too loud, make sure you're not too soft, make sure you're exactly where you want to be. Number five, record the podcast. Whether I'm doing an interview on Skype or it's just me talking like I'm talking right now, I want to record my podcast. Number six, once I am done recording my podcast, take that WAV file because for me it records as a WAV file. Most likely for you it'll record as a WAV file if you are doing a podcast. Take that WAV file and transfer it to my laptop in an appropriate folder with the episode number as a name. So this is how I do it. I transfer from the SD card into a folder. The folder has the name of the episode and then the file is named. For example, this file will be named episode 141. Okay, so move it to the folder, give it that name. Number seven, convert the MP3 using convert it to an mp3 because that's the format that um, people are going to consume it in convert it to an mp3 i use itunes for doing that i basically drag my weight file into itunes and then i um, right click on it and say convert to mp3 and that gives me a good quality recording and not a very large file size that's a very key thing when it comes to podcast episode um, number eight Tag my MP3 file using an ID3 editor. What is that? Tagging your MP3 file makes it so, so that when someone looks at that or they uh, import that 
MP3 file into their uh, smartphone or whatever device they're using to play it back. It shows the artwork. It shows the episode title. It shows uh, the information that you want them to see in terms of what's the, what's the podcast, the website address, and all that stuff. That is tagged within that MP3 file. And I use a program called ID3 Editor for this. I'm sorry if you're not recording a podcast and you're just kind of listening through this. Um, and not fully getting anything that I'm saying from this part. But don't worry, I'm going to be talking about articles. I'm going to be talking about um, what you do after you're posting your content, uh, some social media checklists. Uh, what are you going to be doing on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? We'll get into all of those types of things too. But because this is so fresh in my heart right now, I'm dealing with this podcast one first. Okay, so once I finish tagging my MP3 files, I upload my MP3 files. I use a service called Libsyn, and I upload it to Libsyn, and Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, and that is where all my MP3 files for my podcast episodes are stored. They do a really good job. They are relatively affordable, um, and um, they, they work. I can check my stats with them and all that fun stuff. All right, so once I've uploaded my MP3 file to Libsyn, the next thing, number 10, I add my episode to be transcribed by my virtual assistant in Basecamp. Okay, I have a virtual assistant, and one of the tasks that she does is she transcribes my podcast episode. And I use Basecamp to manage uh, my team so that when I need something done, I just put it in there and then she knows. For you, it might just be sending an email. For you, you might not be doing a transcript. And that's fine. But for me, this is something that's important to me. So I add my episode to be transcribed um, by her in Basecamp. Then number 11, I write my show notes and add them to WordPress. So I will, you know, I have my title for my episode. I enters the show notes and it's ready to go except for the transcript. When the transcript is ready, that can be added. Then number 12, and this is very important, double check for spelling and grammatical errors. This is something that I forget to do sometimes. And then I'd get an email from someone saying, hey, you spelled this the wrong way or you whatever the case might be. And I'm grateful for those because I I would prefer there not to be spelling and grammatical errors in my content. Um, So whenever you see them, just send me an email and I will fix that because I want that to be fixed. So that's number 12. Two more. Number 13, write an email to send to my list. Okay, write an email to send to my list. Whenever I post a, post a podcast episode, I send out an email um, letting my, uh, my list know, my subscribers know that there is a podcast episode available. And sometimes it's time for me to send out that email and then I realize, wait a minute, I have not even written that email. Now that it's on this checklist, I can go through and see, okay, now that I've double-checked, now I need to write my, uh, double-check for spelling and grammatical errors, I need to write my email and have that ready. And then number 14, schedule the podcast episode to be posted. And you know what? That's it. I am done with my podcast. I've streamlined everything. I've gone through this checklist of things that I need to get done, and um, I get them done. 
well, now I will be getting them all done because I have this checklist. And one of the things I'm going to do once I've fully um, committed to these are the things that I want on the checklist, I'm going to print it out, have it here right by my desk so that when I'm recording the podcast episode, I can look at that and see exactly what needs to be done. So that's my first checklist, checklist for recording podcasts. Now, I have a checklist that I use for the structure of my articles. As you're probably aware, we have um, guest posters, uh, guest writers at Become a Blogger on the blog. And um, I have this checklist that's right beneath my posts so that I can know what needs to be um, included in the post so that my virtual assistant that is managing my guest writers, she can know what to look for and make sure that those things are done the way that they need to be done. So what's in my checklist for the structure of my articles and for basically uh, adding my articles to, um, to WordPress? Number one, make sure they have a descriptive and attention-grabbing headline. This is something that we spend some time with because your headline is what gets people to, to actually click and read that post. So you want to make sure that that headline, that title is descriptive and it grabs the attention of your ideal target person. Whatever it takes for them to, well, not whatever it takes, whatever it takes within reason that makes sense for you, for them to open that, uh, to click on that link, open that post and read it, listen to it, whatever the case might be. Number two, we check for an attention-grabbing lead-in paragraph. What is that? The first paragraph of your blog post is what people read to decide whether they're going to read the second and the third and the fourth and so on and so forth. That first paragraph is very important. Just like the title is important to get them to get into that post, the first paragraph is important to get them to read the rest. And that might start with a question or a series of questions. It might start with a, an interesting story. Like this started with a, an interesting but terrible story about what happened to me yesterday and my last podcast episode, um, my last interview. And now I need to actually contact them and let them know that you know the interview is lost and I would like to interview them again because they added so much value and I have to go through that process. Anyhow, that I'm sidetracking, sorry. Um, number two, attention-grabbing lead-in paragraph. Number three, I want to make sure with my post on Become a Blogger that there's a detailed how-to section. So we're basically teaching you how to do something, and that is something that I look for in every post. Number four, it includes relevant images. You know, when you come to a blog post and there's a bunch of text on a page, you know, that just doesn't look consumable for most people. When you have images that break up the text, images that enhance the text, it makes it much easier to consume, much easier to digest. Um, so we make sure that it has relevant images. Number five, there should be a short conclusion at the end. Okay, then you need to wrap up the article, whatever way you choose to do that, in summary or whatever the case might be, um, you want to do that at the end of the article. At least that's what I want at the end of my articles. And number six, there's a closing call to action. That call to action might be to get them to do something. It might be to get them to answer a question. So it might just be asking a question at the end of your articles. Um, and that is something that we do very often 
at Become a Blogger. There is that closing call to action. The, the question is, what next? That what next might be to leave a comment. That what next might be to answer a question that is related to this post and so on and so forth. Number seven, create a pinnable images. Uh, sorry, a pinnable image using um, for Pinterest. What do I mean by that? If you notice on most of my recent blog posts, um, you will see that right at the top there's an image with text over it. That is something that we do very strategically um, because we want to be we want to have an image. Usually, it's a vertical image that people can pin to Pinterest that looks good on Pinterest. For that, I tend to use a website that's called PicMonkey. If you go to PicMonkey.com, P-I-C-M-O-N-K-E-Y.com, you can basically upload an image for, for free, add text, edit it to make it look really nice, and that's what I've been using. You don't even have to register. Um, it's 100% free. Um, there is a, a paid version that gives you even more uh, options in terms of designs and all that kind of stuff, but I found that the free version works very well. So create pinnable image using Pinterest. And once you have a pinnable image, that's really good for Pinterest, for Facebook, for a number of different places. Um, so I make sure to do that. Number eight, add an excerpt. What is an excerpt? Now, depending on your theme, when you come to the, the home page or when you come to one of the category pages, it's not going to show all the, or depending on how you have it set up, it's not going to show the entire post. At least that's the way that I want mine to be. Um, what it does is it shows an excerpt. When, you, when you're in your WordPress editor, post editor, right below where you add the post, there's a section where you can add a short excerpt. So it's like a paragraph that tells people what that post is about. Um, and I want to do that because I don't want it to just randomly choose just the first bit of, of text. I want it to be crafted so that it's going to increase the chances that people are actually going to read the post. Um, so we add an excerpt. And then lastly, number nine, we double check for spelling or grammatical errors. You've heard that before with my podcast show notes. And we do the same thing for our articles. All right. So that is my checklist for the structure of my articles. Now, so we've done recording podcasts. We've done the structure of my articles. Now I want to do one for what happens after posting. So after posting your podcast episode, after posting your articles, what are the things that need to be done or that I want to do? Okay, so number one, first thing I do is I create a pretty link for the post. This is not something that I've been doing for everything, but now that I think about it, this is something that I want to do. So for example, if I interview Dan Morris, um, I usually create a pretty link. This was last week's episode. I would create a pretty link for um, becomeablogger.com slash Dan Morris. Makes it easy to get to that post. Um, and that is something that I want to start doing for all of my posts, depending on the topic of that post. All right, so I create the pretty link once I've posted it. Um, oh, by the way, a pretty link is like that short link. There's a plugin called the Pretty Link plugin that allows you to create those short URLs so that you don't have to send people to becomeablogger.com slash 140 slash Dan hyphen Morris 
hyphen interview, hyphen strategy, whatever the case may be, whatever the long URL is, I could just say go to becomeablogger.com slash Dan Morris and you can go directly to the interview. Um, so that just makes it easier. That plugin is free and it does a really good job at creating those um, shortened URLs. I use it for um, affiliate links also. So if you go to becomeablogger.com slash hostgator, that's my hostgator affiliate link. Um, so yes, that's step number one. Number two, like the post and share it on relevant social media. So whether that's Google+, Plus, um, uh, Pinterest, uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, you want to make sure that you are um, sharing that on social media. That's number two. Number three, if it is an interview, which it often is for me, um, I send an email or send a message to that interviewee and let them know that the interview is live. Okay, so email them, send them a message on Facebook, on Twitter. Not, I don't usually do it on Twitter because you only have 140 um, characters and that's not usually enough to say what I want to say in my post-interview email. Okay, so that's number three. Number four, if it is a podcast episode, whether it's an interview or just a regular podcast episode, send out the email that I wrote when I recorded the episode. All right? Um, So send out the email. And, you know, another reason to write that email when you record it is because it's fresh in your mind. Um, You know, sometimes I wait until the day the interview is going out or the day the episode is going out, and I kind of forget what we spoke about in the interview. So while it's fresh, you do it. All right, so that's number four. Number five, as comments come in, if you're to the point where you're getting comments on your post, respond to those comments. Um, because people take the time to engage with you. So engage with them. Now, this isn't something that everyone is going to be doing. Um, Depending on your blog, depending on the structure of your blog and what you're trying to accomplish with your blog and how many comments you get and all that kind of stuff, you may not respond to your comments or all of your comments. I don't do it for my biology blog as much anymore because there are so many comments and I've had to shift my focus away from it. But If this is something that you're doing, hey, respond to your comments. That can go on a checklist. And the last, number six, thank people who have retweeted or shared your content. If I go on Twitter and I see someone at mentioned me and they are sharing my my post that I posted today, um, I might as well thank them because they took the time to share my stuff. And I'm grateful for that. So I will thank them for doing that. And I try to do that with everyone that um, shares my content as much as possible, as much as I can um, remember or, you know, keep track of. All right, so that is my after-posting checklist. Now let's talk about my daily social media checklist. And this is something that, once again, I've just created. I'm going to be tweaking this because the interview that I did last night gave me some awesome ideas uh, that I'm going to be implementing specifically with my biology Facebook page. But We'll get into that next month when I post that interview. And next month, it's just kind of right around the corner. There's the holidays, and then, you know, we're back, and it's a new year, 2014. We're ready to go, and, oh, man. And I have, man, the first episode of 2014, I have something to share with you. It's going to blow your mind. That's all I'm saying. Well, it might not blow your mind, but it's pretty exciting. Um, it's pretty Oh, man, it's out there. I can't even believe that I'm going to be sharing it um, and that I'm going to be doing it. But I know I'm just doing a teaser right now, but 
it is significant. It is huge. It's humongous. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> I'm giving a bunch of hype right now for you to kind of look forward to it. And um, um, when it comes, you're going to be like, oh, my word. I can't believe Leslie is doing that. Whew. Man. Yeah. Whew. Okay. <laughs> let's see enough of that. Now, let's see. Where was I? Daily social media checklist. All right. So what I'm going to be doing on social media. Number one, curate content using Feedly. Google Reader no longer exists. That's what I used to use to um, all of the blogs that I follow. I had them going to Google Reader. That's gone. Now I use Feedly. I have different categories and I have um, the feeds for those different blogs in those categories. So if I want to check out what's going on in the world of biology, I can go to my biology category and see what's happening. If I want to talk, see about social media and blogging, I can go to that category and see what's going on. See what my the blogs that I follow have recently posted. So by curating that content, you're able to see what's interesting information that you can share with the people that are connected with you on social media, followers on Twitter, um, people that like you on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so curate content uh, using Feedly. Number two, find interesting quotes that are relevant to your content, relevant to your target audience, your ideal target person. Um, so find interesting quotes. People love quotes and I People share them a lot on Facebook and Twitter because people like to share things that sound good, <laughs> things that um, uh, uh, inspire you or impact you in a very tangible way or specific way or whatever the case might be. So find interesting quotes. That's something that I want to actively do um, for my social media sharing. Number three. Schedule interesting content to go out via the Buffer app. Buffer app is a program that I use. It is very easy to use, but, you know, you can be on social media all day posting throughout the day and all that kind of stuff. But instead of doing that, I'd rather, I rather be more strategic with it. I would rather, in the morning, add them to my Buffer and then Buffer will then schedule them at specific times throughout the day. So I don't need to be there to be posting actively. I can have it done in an automated way. And the more things that you can automate while still being personable and personal, the better, in my opinion. All right, so schedule interesting content to go out via the Buffer app. Number four, engage with your community, especially when they interact with you. This is something you want to be doing on a daily basis, and it's going to look different for you than it looks for me, and I'm still figuring all of that out and crafting a plan, and I'll be sharing more of that plan with you in the next coming weeks and months. That's number four. Number five, engage with people you follow based on what they post. So if someone posts something very interesting, you can check it out. You can retweet. You can um, uh, give them your opinion about it and interact with them. Um, that's a, it's a good way for nurturing relationships. And number six, last, post X number of times per day on social media. I don't know what that means for you. That might be once. That might be 10 times. For me, it's going to be approximately four times. Um, uh, but set your goal for how often you want to update on social media and then make sure you're updating that number of times. It's not going to be that number of times every single day. Well, it might be, um, but at least it gives you a ballpark so that you know what you're aiming for. The key is consistency. Um, when you post today, you don't post for a week. 
your engagement goes down. I've seen this firsthand because that happens to me on Twitter. I'm not as engaged on Twitter, and as a result, I don't get as much engagement on Twitter. I'm much more engaged on Facebook, and as a result, people sh- share my content, like my content, and uh, comment much readily on much more readily on Facebook. Okay, so that's my daily social media checklist. And then there's a daily miscellaneous checklist that I created. And that daily miscellaneous checklist is, number one, update your dashboard with stats and numbers from the previous day. What is that? A dashboard for me is simply an Excel spreadsheet that tracks the important numbers in my business. So it can be the number of opt-ins, the number of sales of my products, how much um, I made from the sales of the products. It can be um, the number of visitors to my site. You know, all these different things. Instead of having to always go to all the different services like Google Analytics and AdSense and my affiliate accounts and all that stuff, anytime I want to see what's been going on, I can update it once every day and have a good overview of what is happening in my business. Um, I'm going to share some dashboards with you in the future that I have created and will be creating because I'm trying to get much more strategic with the way I do these types of things. So stay tuned for that. So if you have a dashboard, update that dashboard daily um, with the stats and numbers from the previous day. That is what I'm going to be doing. Well, actually, this is what I have been doing for some of um, what I do, but I'm going to be doing it for more in the future. Number two, check and respond to all email. That is something that I try to do. I try to maintain inbox zero so that at the end of the day, my inbox is empty, which tells me that I've responded to everything that I needed to respond to. You might not go for inbox zero. I do. It works for me. Number three, create content. This is something that I want to do on a daily basis. I'm actually getting ready, starting today actually, um, to start creating more content for my biology blog. And I want to be creating content on a daily basis between that blog and become a blogger. Um, It's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of work, but I'm up to it. I'm ready to do this and I have specific reasons why I want to do it. And I'm going to be sharing that with you in the future. And number four, we mentioned this before after you make your post, but this is something that happens you know, all throughout the week depending on how much traffic you're getting to your blog. Reply to comments. I don't have much to say about that. I've already, I've already spoken about that, but I have posts from years ago that still get comments today, um, and I still go in and I respond to those comments. Um, so if replying to comments is something that is very much involved with your business, then make sure to reply to those comments. All right, so those are my five checklists. I'm going to give you one bonus one, and that is going to be a weekly checklist because there are some things that you're going to do on a daily basis, but there are some things that you're going to do on a weekly basis and also on a monthly basis. I haven't made a monthly checklist yet, but as I make and modify these checklists, I'm going to share them with you so that you can see what I'm doing and you can make decisions in terms of what is going to work for you. So my weekly checklist, what it has on it so far is, number one, review my analytics from the previous week. You know, I've been um, uh, one of the things uh, that you want to be doing is tracking your traffic, tracking to see where traffic is coming from, um, what how your social media efforts are going. Are people coming from Facebook? Are people coming from YouTube, Twitter, MySpace? (laughs) Never mind. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> where are they coming from? How are they getting there? What are they searching for? Those types of things. Reviewing analytics give you gives you a good idea of where you are. You don't want to be doing it every single day. I mean, you might want to be doing it every single day. I don't want to be doing it every single day. But every week, I want to go back and see what is working based on what I'm doing. So that's number one. Number two. Review your dashboard from the previous week. Those important details um, that you are tracking in your business specifically, number of opt-ins, number of sales, number of whatever it is, um, you want to review that to see where you are. One thing you don't want in your business is, you know, things are happening, numbers are going up or numbers are going down, and you have no idea why. Because if you don't keep track of it, you don't have actionable data. And the podcast episode from last week was all about getting actionable data so that you can make decisions in your blogging business. Um, and by reviewing on a weekly basis, by checking out where you are and how things are going, you can make decisions as to where to go from there. Number three, compare the numbers of that week to the week before. Compare it and see how things are going. Compare them and see how things are going. And number four, the last checklist item for today's episode is plan content and strategy for the upcoming week. So this weekly checklist is more of a, hey, let's take stock of where we are and then where we're going at least for the next week. And then, of course, you can do it on a monthly basis. You can do it on a, a, a quarterly basis. You can do it on a, a yearly basis. Whatever works for you, and you want to be doing these things so that you can track things as you're moving forward. You can figure out what is working, what is not working, and you can make adjustments. You can see what's working for others, and you can start uh, uh, figuring out what works for you. And that's pretty much it for this episode. You know, I hope you got a lot of value from it. Um, don't let what happened to me yesterday happen to you. And one of the ways to avoid that is by using checklists. Take these checklists, use them as springboards, use them as they are, use them and modify them, test them, tweak them, uh, uh, tear them apart. What doesn't work for you doesn't work for you, but what does make it happen? I'm going to be doing that. This is just a, a starting point. Um, and it's actually some of it is what I've been doing. I've modified some of it and I will continue to modify. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you hop over to iTunes and leave me a review. Becomeablogger.com slash iTunes really helps us to get more exposure in the podcast directory. A number of people have been leaving reviews and that has helped me to climb and help me to get more people listening. So if you want to help out the podcast, that is one way you can do it. And if you're trying to build a blog where you can create content, inspire others and change the world while you build your online business, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. 100% free videos. You get to watch me. You're watching my screen as I show you how I've set up my online business, how others have done the same, and how you can go and do the same. So this is Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.